the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. This hour of programming is pre-recorded. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. All right, we're rounding up the year of 2023 on this Monday night. It is Arthur Idala. Um, welcome back to another wonderful week here in New York City. This show, we're going to be all over the place. We are literally going to talk about the Supreme Court of the United States, otherwise known as SCOTUS, um, to the minimum wage in the state of New York, to the music of the early 2000s to the world of automobiles and if we have time we'll even squeeze in some talk about cookies um, and this is kind of what I wanted this show to always to be about it's just like a little bit of a mixed bag to entertain you on your way home um, of course Joan wants to take all the credit go ahead Joan take all no the it just makes me happy to hear that this is a mixed bag because it really is it's a it's like a smorgasbord I love it. it. And you're sitting with your cute little uh, Snoopy Christmas card yes, right from in front of me. from your mother and father. That's very nice. <laughs> Sam Bellino, how are you, sir? I am good. How are you guys? Good. Did you have a good weekend? I, I did. I got to check out the Diker Heights uh, Christmas homes on Saturday with uh, my brother and sister's families, and Nora really liked that. They really do a great job with those homes there. Did you go get a bite to eat there after? Uh, yeah, we went to a little, little hole-in-the-wall Mike's Diner on 86th Street. All right, you should venture it up to Ellen B. Spumoni Gardens. You I know, know I, I always want to go there. All right. Um, well, let let me just start off by talking about the uh, Supreme Court of the United States. Um, so the special prosecutor in the uh, Donald Trump case, Jack Smith, he um, did something that very, very rarely happens, okay? So in federal court, because it's a little different in state court. In federal court, um, <clears throat> if you lose at the trial level, which is called the district court, you then go to the court of appeals. And um, there are different court of appeals for different regions. So like this, the third circuit court of appeals is the whole state of New Jersey. Um they may have Pennsylvania in there. Oops, I'm not sure I should know that. I apologize. The Second Circuit has um, <clears throat> the whole state of New York. I believe it's Connecticut and Vermont. So what the special prosecutor did in Trump's case, where obviously it hasn't been tried yet, is he said <clears throat> there's an issue that this judge has raised um, saying that Trump 
is not uh, immune. He doesn't have immunity based on the fact that he was the president of the United States and um, to be prosecuted. Now, typically, um, <clears throat> Trump should be the one who is going to the Supreme Court of the United States, but the prosecutor has gone to the Supreme Court of the United States because he wants to know what is really going on here. It's all about timing. It's all about timing because the way Trump's lawyers are playing it is, okay, the district court said I lose. Well, now the next step is to go to the circuit court. That could take quite some time. And if Trump loses there, um, <clears throat> even if the Supreme Court refuses to hear the case, which would kind of be odd because it's such an important case, this now, this, his trial now gets kicked deep into campaign season. And now it puts this appointed district court judge. It's not an elected official. This is an appointed judge who's, um, <clears throat> yes, been confirmed by the Senate in the position to take who is presumably one of the two leading candidates to be president of the United States. We're going to presume Trump's going to win the nomination as everything seems to indicate, and that could change in a heartbeat. And Biden is going to be the Democratic nominee. Once again, that could literally change in a literal heartbeat. But let's just say this follows the normal path and the circuit court of appeals, not the Supreme Court, you know, <clears throat> they don't issue their their um, decision on whether or not a sitting president is <clears throat> basically shielded from being um, prosecuted in federal court. Let's say they don't issue their decision until February. Well, now Trump says, hold on, I need to appeal, <clears throat> excuse me, to the United States Supreme Court. Now that, and then let's say the Supreme Court, and now it's June. The bottom line is there's a lot of pre-trial stuff that has to happen from both sides. All of that is on hold right now. <clears throat> so what the prosecutor is trying to do is just hit fast forward. I believe this was this happened um, with Richard Nixon with the tapes. I know it happened in 2000 Bush v. Gore. They skipped right over uh, the appellate court which uh, rules that has the jurisdiction over Florida and went right to the Supreme Court because they knew it was going to be, no matter what the Circuit Court of Appeals ruling was in Florida regarding the chads of those the voting things, it was going to go to SCOTUS. So they, the Supreme Court took it, leapfrogging the Circuit Court of Appeals in Florida. Because and Scalia told me this, you know, I heard him lecture about it, et cetera. Like, of course, we're going to take it. What are we going to say? It's not an important enough case. This that, that was determining that was more important to this than this. That was determining who was going to be the next president of the United States. This is a little different. I could see the Supreme Court saying, no, 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 no. Nope. We have a system and the system is you have to go through the Court of Appeals, Mr. Special Prosecutor. And if going through the Court of Appeals messes up your time frame, well, <clears throat> so be it. I will tell you this. I do not see a scenario where a defendant would be allowed to do this. Basically, the special prosecutor is kind of saying, look, I'm a federal, 
I'm part of the federal system. You guys and girls are part of the federal system. You know, you need to give me this courtesy because it is, as I said, I only know of two examples. The Nixon time, the time with the Nixon were turning over the tapes where they were saying, you know, like uh, public policy was at risk and uh, Bush v. Gore, where they're saying, okay, who's going to be the next president? Why why are we even, it doesn't make any sense to go to the Court of Appeals. It's got to go to the Supreme Court because they're the ones who are going to make the ultimate decision. So let's just leapfrog that. That I understood. And then I want to say both sides were in agreement, but I think all the justices were in agreement. Look, we're going to hear it anyway. And I remember Justice Scalia telling me he was with his family. I believe it was over Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, this like U-Haul pulls up uh, to their family home in, in North Carolina, the Outer Banks. And it had like three or four bank uh, bankers boxes of all the paperwork. This is pre-digital age. We're talking about 23 years ago of... Um, you know, all the documents that, that he had to read to render that decision. So it, it's kind of big news, in, especially for us lawyers. Um, and it's really going to be big news to see what the court does. I will tell you what the court should do, in my opinion. The court should just follow the normal procedures. This is not an emergency. This is not determining who's the next president of the United States. Now, let me play devil's advocate. People will say... The people who are voting, they should know what Trump did uh, on January 6th. And the only way they're going to hear that is at a trial. And they should know that before they go to the voting booth. They should hear what the accusations are against him. And 12 juries should decide whether those accusations have been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. They should know that before they go to the voting booth. That's one way to look at it. But if you are being kind of a, a strict person a strict constructionist or a strict follower of the rules you could say well there's a system here and the system is the next step is not the supreme court of the united states the next step is the court of appeals let the court of appeals hear it let's see what their ruling is um it's probably still going to be appealed to the supreme court of the united states either way it goes but i'm not sure it rises to the level that this should be an exception to this rule that 99.999% of every other case in the United States of America follows. I have a layman's question for you. Well, couldn't this mean that he could have the charges dismissed if he were to become president then? Yes, this is a federal case. The Georgia case he cannot do that with. And the Manhattan case he cannot do that with. But the Washington, D.C. case, which is a federal case, and the Florida case, which is a federal case, yes, he can he could dismiss those charges as the president of the United States, there may be some debate. Can a president pardon himself? But there's nothing anywhere in the Constitution that says he can't. So I think the Supreme Court would have to rely on what's not there um, and say, well, it doesn't say he can't do it. So he could do it. If the forefathers, if the drafters didn't want him to be able to do it, it would have been in there. So that was kind of that's kind of big news, as I said, for those of us here in the world of the law. The bottom bottom line is the special prosecutor in the Washington, D.C. case against Donald Trump, wants to skip over a major step of the appellate process, the pretrial appellate process, to get the court of the Supreme Court of the United States, the highest court in our land, to say whether or not Trump is shielded from being prosecuted at all because he was the president of the United States at the time these acts took place. That's what Trump's lawyers are arguing. He has lost so far at the district court. Let's see what happens. We're going to come back. We have some more legal news 
And um, then after the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk about these new headlights on cars and pedestrian deaths in the United States of America. We'll talk about my fun weekend with the family. Don't go away. We're going to have a great Monday on the Idala Power Hour. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friends, Rob and Danielle Sabah. This family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years is just phenomenal. I've gotten cars there. My whole family does. All my friends do. People come from Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx. My parents have bought a car there. My sister and brother-in-law. Everyone I know go to Bay Ridge Honda. You know why? Because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business. Tis the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. No payments until March, March of 2024, lowest prices of the year selling on the MSRP this month. Brand new 2024 Hondas in stock and ready for delivery. Your favorite Honda models, the great Honda Accord, the Honda HRV, the Honda CRV, and more. Be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. The Happy Honda Day sale ends January 2nd, 2024. For the first time ever, the movie Sound of Freedom is available now on DVD. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. What if this was your daughter? Sound of Freedom stars Jim Caviezel, star of The Passion of the Christ, and Academy Award winner Mira Sorvino. Sound of Freedom, available now on DVD. Quantities are limited. Don't wait. Buy it today and get the exclusive offer for our listeners at soundoffreedomnow.com. Inspired by remarkable acts of bravery, Sound of Freedom makes the perfect gift. Share this extraordinary true story with your friends and family. Get your copy of this powerful movie today. Sound of Freedom is available now on DVD. Go to soundoffreedomnow.com. That's soundoffreedomnow.com. Buy the DVD of this incredible film now online at soundoffreedomnow.com. That's soundoffreedomnow.com. Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? 
Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible, that's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. It's Arthur Idala. Welcome back to the show. I was right. The Third Circuit is New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and I think it like covers like the Virgin Islands or something like that. And the one last thing about oh, good song, Sam Blano. Thank you. It was a great Christmas weekend. Uh, although the weather yesterday wasn't so great. Although this big storm that was supposed to come didn't come until late at night, so whatever. Anyway, um, we were talking about Donald Trump and the fact that Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, prosecuting Donald Trump for the January 6th events, asked the, the Supreme Court to jump over the Court of Appeals, which is so, it's like, when I say it's unheard of, it's it, it has happened, but very rarely. And then, one other piece that's kind of gutsy is like he's telling and, and hurry up like we're in a rush and i all i can tell you is this if this was the other way around and the and the defendant was doing that did, I, they might even sanction the lawyer like fine him for even making such a request that may be an exaggeration it may not be in other words <laughs> i'm not going to be running to the to the supreme court of the united states saying Listen, I, I know you guys, you know, the, the the appeals court below you should be listening to this, but this is such a big issue. <clears throat> I need you to forget them. They're below you. You're going to review what they do anyway. Let's just skip over them. And here's why you don't want to skip over them is there's legal reasoning that goes in to those decisions at that intermediary court, at the court of, at the, yes, at the court of appeals, the, the circuit court of appeals. Those judges, this, it's a three judge panel. And ostensibly, those are like the most sophisticated, most intelligent, especially the DC circuit. That's where this Trump case would, that's where the initial appeal would go. You know who's on the DC circuit? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <clears throat> Justice Scalia, um, uh, Sonia Sotomayor. It's like the feeding, uh, court for SCOTUS. So if you skip over that, you lose the knowledge and the legal analysis of those three judges at the lower court. And there's also an opportunity to argue those cases, what's called en banc, where the entire, I think there's 20 judges in the uh, circuit court, where all of them would hear the case. And then they would all sit around, and now they're not all going to write an opinion, but sit in, in a conference room or write a memo and give it to whomever the most senior judges in the majority to write the opinion, and then it would go to SCOTUS to make the decision. So don't be shocked if SCOTUS says, no, you know what, we're going to wait for the Court of Appeals to hear this, and sorry, Mr. Prosecutor, if it messes up your timing, that's the system, that's the way it is, and we're not going to make an exception for this. This is not 
who's going to be the next president of the United States. This is whether we could charge this president with a crime. <clears throat> to be clear, there are arguments to make uh, to the contrary, saying, well, this is the guy who's running for president, and if he's going to be convicted of a felony, shouldn't the voters in the country know about that <clears throat> before they go to the polls? So it is very interesting. Um, I was, and we'll see what happens, you know, and also, like, Supreme Court is just not some an institution you tell them, like, hurry up. Um, I know they've lost the degree of their prestige over the last couple of years, but when you go in there, it's like really going into St. Peter's. I mean, except there's less people in St. Peter's in Rome. You know, it's it's very, it's like a holy place, no matter who you, um, no matter what kind of, you know, religion you believe in, when you go to... Uh, St. Peter's, it's pretty, um, it's a pretty religious experience, as is going to the court. Um, let's see. Trump just said, crooked Joe Biden's henchman, deranged Jack Smith, is so obsessed with interfering in the 2024 presidential election with the goal of preventing President Trump from retaking the Oval Office that the president is poised to do, that Smith is willing to try for a Hail Mary by racing to the Supreme Court and attempting to bypass the appellate process. Quote-unquote, <clears throat> deranged may need to be reminded that the Supreme Court has not been kind to him, including by handing down a rare unanimous re rebuke when the court overturned him 8-0 to zero in the McDonald case, which is a very famous case having to do with government <clears throat> quid pro quos. As President Trump has said over and over again, this prosecution is completely politically motivated. Is it, un it is an unprecedented attack against crooked Joe Biden's political opponents, Banana Republic style. There is absolutely no reason to rush this wish hunt to trial except to injure President Trump and his 150 million at least supporters. Well, I don't think 150 million people voted for him. As a matter of fact, I know they didn't. President Trump will continue to fight for justice and oppose these authoritarian tactics. That's from the Trump spokesperson. Um, he's kind of right. I mean, taking politics out of it, he's kind of right. I want to move on real quick. Um, I was on News Nation this morning. Well, you should move on here. It's another Trump topic about why Trump didn't testify um, at his civil trial today. Bottom line is there was no need. He was he already testified. His three children already testified. He had a great witness on last week on Thursday and Friday. There's no jury here. There's no one for him to charm. There's no one for him to schmooze. So I believe he and his lawyers made the wise decision of keeping him off the stand because I don't think he's going to the judge is ever going to fall in love with Donald Trump. Um, Hunter Biden, the indictment that came down about Hunter Biden, the critique on that, even though he's facing serious crime, the critique uh, is that in the actual written indictment, it doesn't get into detail about how he made the money that he did not pay, pay taxes on. Um, and they do have a point. They are not legally obligated to talk about how he made the money, like precisely, they can speak with broad brushes about how he made the money. They they have to be specific about him not paying taxes and that the fact that he got the money and where he got the money, but not they don't have to be specific about why he got the money. So what people wanted to hear is that he was on the board or he was getting paid by China because he had a deal 
that he was going to be able to talk to his father, who was the vice president at the time. And uh, that was the influence that was going to be that, you know, they wanted Biden, the president Biden tied into all of this. It's still a very serious indictment. I do understand uh, the arguments that it is not as detailed as one might think. Maybe if there was a different political party in office, you would have the details. So hypothetically, if this and if Trump wins, and it's Trump's Justice Department going after Hunter Biden. Yes, I think it's fair. And even if they appointed a special prosecutor, as they did here, I think it's fair to say that there might be more details as to how Hunter Biden made the money that he failed to pay taxes on, because that is more typical than not. Um, more locally and um, hitting us or some of us in our wallet, unbeknownst to me, the uh, minimum wage is going up in two weeks from $15 an hour to $16 an hour, which, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot unless you have a lot of employees. And um, I will tell you, and I haven't figured this out yet, but where it's, I want, I'm not going to say hurting us, but where it's affecting us is interns. So we used to be able to have a whole bunch of interns, and up until, I don't know, three or four years ago, you did not have to pay them. Um, and I'm going to sound a little arrogant here, but all kidding aside, like they should be paying us. In other words, no disrespect, but we don't really get a lot out of the interns. They get a lot out of us, especially if they're college interns. You know, they don't really know how to do legal research or writing or any of that stuff. So they're more like hanging around watching us and I got to pay them. It's a little cockeyed. And I'm going to be honest with you, this will have a little bit of a chilling effect of how many interns, you know, I could bring in here because by law I have to pay them. And it just went from paying them $15 an hour to $16 an hour. Oh, come on, Arthur, what's an extra dollar? Well, if they're eight hours a day, all week long, they do an eight-week semester, you know, whatever. It's a couple of nice dinners. It's a car payment. How about that? You know what? Someone here, you know, someone from the firm who's got a car and they're paying $450 a month. Well, guess what? That intern, that extra bump just ate up there $1,500 a month or whatever it is. Not 15, I'm sorry. $450 a month. Um, before we go to our break and talk to Lauren Fix about pedestrian deaths and new headlights, I want to congratulate the New York Jets. Um, I have been rooting for Zach Wilson because the whole world's been rooting against him. And, you know, he was put on the third string last week. The two first stringers did not do well at all, who assigned the first stringers. Then there was an article saying he didn't even want to play. Then there was an article saying he begged to play. And he played yesterday against a fair team. Not a great team, but not a horrible team. Um, I think their record was 7-6 and six, or 7-5 and five going into the game. And they did very well. I mean, their defense did great, the Jets. But they actually got into the end zone, which is something that was very hard and very uh, rare for the Jets to do. So hooray to them. Um, hooray to the weather. Um, I had to, like, so Saturday and Sunday, I kind of put the final, because it didn't rain Sunday until late. I kind of put the final touches on my house for Christmas. There's a lot of lights. There's Christmas trees. There's Three Christmas trees outside, old ones got recycled, la, 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 la. And then the skies opened up all night long and even this morning. And I told people who live far away, like Judge Lewis and Diana, just stay home today. Um, and last but not least, before we end this segment, and we're going to come back and talk about cars. We're going to talk about music. We're going to talk about the Bronx Zoo. But right now, on a very important topic, I want to talk about cookies. This is so important, Arthur. <laughs> I know how much and you like cookies. What is America's seconds. favorite Christmas cookie? You I cheated because you looked. Yeah, I am bored with that. 
I'm so bored with that. Tell them. Yeah, the sugar cookie, the frosted sugar cookie. By like 32%. Yeah. You know why they're not Italian? They're not if they were Italian. Italian, it would be the seven but layer. you could put a little anisette in it or something nah, it's like boring. that. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, what's the next one after that? Gingerbread, chocolate chip, snickerdoodle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well. Like, remember those little wedding tea cakes? You had those or the lace cookies. America, you got to get your cookie act together. <laughs> All right. Speaking about getting our act together, we're going to come back right after this with Lauren Fix. Don't go away. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Mario Vukic of Hackensack University Medical Center. Intravenous immunoglobulin is a product that consists of antibodies obtained from several thousand blood donors. Immunoglobulins are proteins produced by our immune system as a reaction to foreign substances such as bacteria and viruses. They help identify and destroy infectious agents. Approximately 40 years ago, doctors started to use immunoglobulin to help our immune response to certain infections, as well as to tune down the immune system when it became overactive. It also reduces inflammation triggered by an immune response. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuCareRx, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuCareRx. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I know it's hard to believe, but the holidays are here. Why not make them truly memorable this year on board the Atlantis yacht with New York Cruises? Captain Fred and the amazing New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. Whether you've been put in charge of planning the office Christmas party or are looking to do something exciting for the holidays, why not take the party off land and on to sea? Call 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com and see how Captain Fred and his first class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day. The Atlantis of New York Cruises is the perfect venue for corporate events, weddings, engagement and anniversary parties, reunions, retirement parties, birthdays, bar or bat mitzvahs, you name it. Call 212-633-1231 to book your unforgettable event today or visit newyorkcruises.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bert- Tuna and Cammon at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Fighting for justice, fighting for you. 
Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Well, on a Monday evening, a little kickstart my heart on Motley Crue. Not Sam Bellino, not typically a Motley Crue because you don't hear it often on the Idola Power Hour, but I That's get true. it. You know, you, you kickstart my heart. We got Lauren Fix coming up, kickstart cards. Is that, what, is that how we're tying this all together? Exactly. I'm glad you uh, got that. I know sometimes I'm missing it somebody's birthday or something like that. So it is Monday and uh, December the 11th, and today in the newspaper, um, and actually uh, the New York Times, which you know I don't really rely on often for automobile news, but there's this big article about pedestrian deaths in the United States of America. Uh, why are so many American pedestrians dying at night? And the the statistics are are startling so from 1920 which was like the worst year of automobile accidents because they barely had brakes i believe my grandfather told me on his model t or his model a like the brakes would go and he'd have to get out and like change some rubber uh like um like a belt and and when the brakes would go you'd like put the car in reverse to make it stop you know and, and then so from then when poppy was a kid all the way until 2010, um, those numbers just kept falling and falling and falling. I think they fell by almost 90%. And all of a sudden, over the last 13 years or so, those numbers now uh, have gone have gone back up. And um, you know, everyone's like, "Well, why, why, why?" Well, there's a couple of reasons that they quote in the article. I'm going to talk to Lauren Fix in a second. Um, a lot of it has to do with all of the technology in the car that's supposed to help you that now is a huge distraction. And we could all kid ourselves and say, oh, no, no, it's no big deal. Let's face it. When we were kids, there was a radio that you turned the knob left or right. There were five buttons you would press for your presets. The air conditioning or the heater was another knob. And that was it. The blinkers, the windshield wipers, and you were done. The horn. <laughs> um now, you know, the car could basically launch a, uh, a rocket to the moon with all of the technology in it. Another factor, because we're so much higher than Australia, Canada, uh, many countries in Europe, including France, 
in in Europe, seventy five percent of the cars are uh, manual shift, right? It keeps that right hand occupied. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you more focused on what you're doing because you have to be more engaged. Otherwise, the car is going to stall out. Um, in America, it's like I don't know ninety percent or automatic cars now. So you get to fiddle with everything and you get to be distracted. Um, but there's another factor that Lauren Fix is going to talk to us about. Lauren, what is the story with these headlights, these brand new state-of-the-art headlights that are on on these cars, which in today in another newspaper, uh, in the Daily News, uh, is in the Daily News? I don't know which one of them is, um, Newsday, where it talks about... Mm-hmm. Um, these these headlights, these LED headlights, which are like blue lights, are opposed to the halogen lights, the older lights, which are like yellow lights, and the, the actual harm, more harm than good that it's doing. Well, that's because the federal government does not want to approve laser lights. This is something that is being used in Europe, and what's really cool is it can actually you can actually like draw a line to the light. Like I don't want my light to light up the oncoming lane just light up my lane and it angled so that it doesn't blind the oncoming driver. That can be done, but for some unknown reason, and maybe we should talk about some sort of legal action off air, but there's the car manufacturer fighting to use it because it's the safest light that's available and it doesn't blind oncoming traffic by the way you can literally cut the line. Instead, they said, no, 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 we're going to use these, these HID, these super bright lights, and you cannot direct the light to avoid oncoming traffic. So if it's on, it almost looks like someone's high beams are on. And it can be blinding to some people. So what I'm noticing, Lauren, is I have cars coming at me, and I'm flashing my high beams on and off, thinking they have their high beams on. And, in fact, they don't. And I'm just kind of being rude. They, or maybe they think I'm telling there's, like, a cop that's coming, and they should they should slow yeah. down. Right. So this new lighting is uh, called infrared laser. They they have it on uh, all the German cars have it, obviously, because they're selling it in Europe. And a lot of the domestics that sell in Europe have them, but we don't have them here in the U.S. They've not been approved by the Department of Transportation or the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are fighting for this, hope, hoping that we can get this in so that the lights aren't so bright for oncoming traffic from an insurance standpoint, from a safety standpoint. I mean, there's a lot of people that complain about these lights being too bright, especially in taller vehicles and pickup trucks. And it blinds people. So while the white LED lights can be bright, the new uh, laser lighting also has night vision. So it can see a person or an animal or something in the roadway. So it would be safer for you as a driver. And this is all if we ever get to autonomous driving. I don't think we will. But if we ever get to that, that'll be part of what has to be in place for it to function properly. And this article in today's New York Times about pedestrians, um, getting killed i mean the the numbers when you look at these statistics nationally i mean look thank god they're not overwhelming i think it's 7300 nationally mm-hmm. which is but that that's pedestrians but that's way up from where it was 13 years oh, ago yeah. in 2010 what do you have to say about that lauren I think there's a lot of distractions on both sides. People have their heads in their phones. I can't say, I'm sure there's tons of videos online. I've seen it myself. People have their face in their phones, and they start walking across the street, and I'm thinking, you didn't even stop. You're at the curb. There's traffic coming, not a clue, totally in their own zone, and then people on the phone get mad. You know what I mean? Or you're, you're distracted by something, and that goes for the driver, too. You're distracted by your phone and all that. Like, technology is not what you were describing with five buttons for presets and a volume button. I have cars like that, and I know you do as well. But 
the new vehicles have so much technology that I think it's a distraction in many cases, especially some of these full screens like the new uh, was a BMW or a Mercedes S-Class had a 52-inch screen. It, there was so much going on that you wanted to naturally see everything that was going on, and I think that's part of the problem. Well, that's <clears throat> that's funny. The 52-inch screen is bigger than most yeah, people you need have that, their, right? Yeah, right. Most people have in their home, uh, and you know, it's um, it, I I go out of my way. Where I'm driving yesterday with my wife. And I'm so used to mm-hmm. looking at my phone <clears throat> that I don't even put on the navigation system just because I feel more comfortable. So I just put the phone in the hole. She's like, why are you not using the navigation in the car? I'm like, because I know where the phone is. I know what to look for. And it's fine because there mm-hmm. are so many distractions. And, you know, yeah. when you say it's got to do with yeah. the driver and the pedestrian, I don't want to go too far afield. But this morning, because of where our well, office is and how, many, how much traffic yeah. there is, um, I took the subway in. And if you look around the subway mm-hmm. car, Lauren... Everyone is down in their phone. And when you talk about crime mm-hmm. and being alert, I mean, in the good old days, yeah, you would, you know, you'd have a newspaper in your hand, but you kind of have your peripheral vision going and you're, you're being alert of, right. of your whereabouts. Now, everyone is so sucked into playing Candy Cane or whatever it is they're playing or whatever it is they're reading. Candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, thank you. I mean, it is Christmas, so I'm throwing around Candy Cane. Um, uh, Lauren, you also gave me a heads up about, the the Ford Lightning, therefore the F one fifty. That's the big truck. It's the the gas model is, I right. believe, still the number one selling vehicle in the United States of America. The Ford truck F one fifty. Of all vehicles, right? Of all vehicles, and one of my neighbors does have the Lightning, um, which I can see. You know, mm-hmm. he plugs it in, and it, it looks like a really really sweet ride, I must say. But you're telling me that Ford has announced that they're cutting back production of that. Right, just as the show was starting, I got an email from Ford saying that they're cutting the Lightning factory production in half. And they're, they're saying that this is because uh, the sales aren't there and that people aren't considering electric vehicles. That is part of it, but it's not necessarily the vehicle itself. It's the infrastructure and charging. And, and I think one of the things that people don't realize is that of the infrastructure bill that passed in 2021, there was $7.5 billion set aside, billion dollars set aside for 500,000 electric vehicle chargers, and that didn't happen. They, today, as today, there is not one charger online. So you took $7.5 billion of our tax dollars. Could you put some charging stations in? And the interesting thing is what we're going to need today versus what we have. Today we have about 180,000 chargers around the U.S., and of that, only 41,000 are fast chargers. What we will need by 2030, which is only seven years from now, is 1.2 million public chargers and 182,000 fast chargers. So we are far, far from that number, and the cost of these chargers is really expensive. And the longer we wait to use that money for infrastructure, if that's what we're going to use it for, then uh, it's just going to cost more and more every single day. And, and there's a lot of factors, like getting all the materials for the batteries from China, uh, as of the first of the year, only like a half a dozen cars are going to qualify for the $7,500 tax credit. Uh, many states have, have run out of money, like California and Illinois and Massachusetts. They're out of money. So if you live in those states, you be listening to Arthur online, and you're like, oh, yeah, I live in Illinois, you go to get that $7,500 tax credit plus your state credit, you won't get the state credit because they're out of cash. And that could change at any time. Whoever the next president is, and I could never even predict, but whoever the next president is, 
that person could say, we're not going to do this anymore, or we're going to continue to do this. So you do take a risk if you're thinking about an electric vehicle and you're really serious about it and it works for your lifestyle. Try to do it before the end of the year, because once that hits, you're not going to get the tax credit. And it is a tax credit, not a check. All right, Lauren, I got like 120 seconds left. I need you. Already, this is a heavy assignment. They used to do this with me on Fox all the time. Like, you know, explain yeah, the whole United States Supreme Court decision in two minutes. Extra- explain <laughs> to the listeners, because someone asked me this this weekend. What is the difference in driving performance between a front-wheel drive car and a rear-wheel drive car? Well, the simplest thing is exactly what you said. Front-wheel drive is driven by the front wheels, and rear-wheel drive is driven by the rear wheels. So if you live in lovely New York, which we all do, most of us do in New Jersey or anywhere in the Northeast, front-wheel drive is great because you can drive it through the winter without having all-wheel drive. It means you don't necessarily need winter tires. You could use all season. Rear-wheel drive is a little different. It's pushing the vehicle forward. So, therefore, winter tires should be used. Uh, and I just try to keep it as simple as possible without getting into the heavy tech. Of course, you can find something all-wheel drive that will give you the best traction all year round because – no matter what you're driving, there's still four tires that touch the ground, and that's, that's called a contact patch. And you want to make sure that the driven wheels are either in front or all four so it can split the traction so you have the best handling and safety. How does it, if you're on a racetrack and you're just having fun, how does, mm-hmm. how does the car handle differently when it's front-wheel drive versus rear-wheel drive? Oh, there's nothing like an all-wheel drive vehicle on the racetrack like an Audi. Holy moly. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. You're cheating. You're cheating. I'm not talking about all-wheel drive. I'm talking about one rear-wheel drive versus... I prefer rear-wheel drive. My race car is a rear-wheel drive vehicle. It's an actual purpose-built race car. Front-wheel drive cars do what they call plowing. They go into the corner and and they understeer. Uh, Under performance conditions, they're not the greatest. Rear-wheel drive is the best when you're talking about performance vehicles. That's why you still see rear-wheel drive vehicles like the Mustang still available. Uh, that's what people want. If you want a performance car that's solely about performance, rear-wheel drive is the way to go. What, what's uh, the new? What's the new? Co- the new Corvette, the new mid-engine Corvette. The new E-Ray, which I drove, which is a pretty cool piece, is all-wheel drive. Well, that's the E. That's the electric one. What about the gas-powered one? Uh, I believe that is also all-wheel drive. See, I, I, actually, I was counting up how many cars I've driven this year. It's like 1,100. Wow. <laughs> so it's hard to remember. Yeah. I well, mean, we're... just this week, I reviewed four. So it's like you have to go like, what was the cargo space? What's the horsepower? Like, like there's so much to digest in every car from uh, screen sizes to zero to 60 times. And you have, you have to essentially memorize it. I don't get a script and a teleprompter like like you do when you see people on TV. I literally have to put it in my head and regurgitate it every well, time. We, so it's, Lauren, we it's are lucky lot. to have you here on the Idola Power Hour. I'm going to give you a quick homework assignment. Next Monday, if you're around the 18th, I would like to talk to you about congestion yeah. pricing here in New York and what that all oh, means. So that's huge. That's I know, huge I know. That's why I give you some homework assignment. Okay, we got to run. All right. Thank you, Lauren Fix. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll be back, and I'm going to tell you what a great time I had at the Bronx Zoo right after this. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Disney just filed its annual Form 10-K with the Securities and Exchange Commission, and it contains some stunning admissions. The company acknowledges that it is having problems with declining profitability because their content is increasingly out of step with consumer preferences. But didn't we know that already? What's new here? What's new is that the company is admitting it in an official document registered with a powerful regulatory authority. 
To this point, Disney has tried to spin us with stories which avoid the core problem. The problem wasn't too many Marvel sequels. The problem is that most of them pander to progressive causes. It's one thing to try to spin the press. It's another thing to mislead the SEC, which has severe legal consequences. In other words, Disney pretty much had to tell the truth this time. Now it's time to hold them accountable. Now shareholders have the right, indeed the duty, to talk to the company. Seize that opportunity. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring, fully insured in New York and New Jersey, and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Take it from Arthur Idala. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service second to none. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649 or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is the DeFazio Industries company. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I just smile when he is. It just gets me excited. This is The Killers. And the reason why we're playing it is that an article came out about this particular song. It's a band called The Killers. This is their first album called Hot Fuss. It's off their first album. It's cut number two, let's say. Correct. And I have such fond memories. It came out... That, that, here's the funny part is it came out in two, 20, 2003, but it didn't really hit until a year and a half later in June of 2005. <clears throat> Shepard Smith and I, who at the time just became buddies... Uh, we actually went to see them in Central Park, and uh, I mean, I remember playing this song uh, at my wedding at the Plaza. We went absolutely crazy, and uh, it, it um, turned me down. There I, we go. I didn't turn because it it's music, Sambolino. He turns me down when there's music because he knows I'm going to sing. You go nuts every time, every party yeah. we're at. You go nuts to this song, and you jump and you like guitar play. Megan Kelly had a. Um, <laughs> A holiday party, and I don't know if it was a band or a DJ, and I jumped on the stage and sang this. This is ooh, five, ooh, seven or eight years ago. It was a lot of fun. Actually, I got a call today from Megan's show, and I'm going to be on um, Friday right after um, I do uh, Mike Gallagher's uh, show. So thank you to the Killers, and thank you, Mr. Brightside. I'm glad I'm not the only nut who loves this song. Um, I had a great weekend, and it was a very Christmassy weekend, thanks to Marianne. She uh, did a very holiday-ish um, family things with, um, well, actually it was with Arthur um, initially. We went to go, right, when I left the show on Friday, we went to Radio City Music Hall <clears throat> and we saw the Rockettes. I will tell you, <clears throat> I don't care how many times you've seen that show, go see it again. It's really, really great. I mean, it get, you know, the, the Rockettes are great and dun, 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 dun. And the, the March of the Wooden Soldiers and how they all fall one after the other. And 
Marion surprised us and got us really great seats. And it was Arthur's, actually Arthur's second time, but it'll be the first time he remembers. I think we took him when he was three. But it's that kind of show. There's so much light and action. And it ends with the nativity scene. And there's a camel on the stage and a donkey on the stage and sheep on the stage. It was really, really very well done. Um, and then on Saturday, all of us, including Ariana, went to the Bronx Zoo. And what happens is at 4 o'clock, they close the animal exhibits, and you have to have special holiday light tickets, and they light up the whole place. And I, to my friend John Cavelli, who's one of the main people there, uh, and to everyone who works there, what an unbelievable job. Sam Bellino, you should bring your daughter. I'll have um, to, yeah. It's really very cool. It's hard to get tickets, um, but, but that was a New York moment that um, I was so proud of. And, you know, again... Anyone who's like, oh, yeah, New York is dead. You couldn't buy tickets. The thing was packed. It was absolutely, but not packed. I mean, the Bronx Zoo was huge, but the exhibits were really, really, really great. And then yesterday, um, Arthur had a basketball game in the Rockaways, so we passed by Joe Murray's house and showed Arthur all of the Christmas exhibits and all of that stuff and how beautiful it was. Um, and, um, oh, we also, obviously, Friday night with Arthur, we, we went by to see the tree. I mean... If everyone who went to see the tree just paid $10, we could like deal with the whole migrant situation. And I know that sounds a little ridiculous, but that's how many people were there uh, Friday night in and around like blocks. I mean, 10 blocks away from Rockefeller Center, people were packed downstairs from our office here on 45th and 5th. You're walking shoulder to shoulder with people. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a little annoying, but I mean, I love it because it shows that, you know, New York is still kicking butt. I don't. No, so I don't want to speak, you know, out of turn. I don't think these things are going on in Cleveland, Ohio, and Cincinnati, and even San Diego, where there's where there's thousands of people. But even if they are, it's different in New York City. And I love that you became a tourist again in your own city and did all the local things. Oh, I do that all with the time. your kitties. Though, well, I listen. I love going to the Empire State do. Building, I mean, to the Twin Towers. Everyone's already getting ready for the polar bear plunge. Sam Bellini, are you coming to meet us on the beach or what? Uh, you told me to. I'm going to have to, right? So I'll be uh, yeah. there. We're doing the tailgate 11 a.m. Farkas is going to be cooking up some steaks. And then at uh, the hot, at 1 o'clock, Carmody has a special flag, and he leads us into the water. Oh, boy. Um, this will be – I started doing it 2010 into 2011. Um, so, and I haven't missed a year yet. So with God's blessing, we'll be doing that. Another New York tradition. All right. We, I am going to go right now to the water club. It is the Colombian lawyers, the Italian American lawyers. It's their annual Christmas party and installation dinner. Uh, the chief administrative judge of the state of New York will be there. Our friend from the first department appellate division, Sally Ann Scarpula will be there. Idala Bertun and Cameron has a table of 12 showing Italian-American heritage and pride in a very strong way. So that's it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow here at the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Have a good night, folks. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. The preceding hour of programming was pre-recorded. Portions of the Arthur Idala Power Hour sponsored by Bay Ridge Honda. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.